Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's another day of let's get growing, man. And I'm just Antoine and I'm excited, elated to be here with you this morning. We know that God is on the throne, amen, and he's in full control. He's sovereign in everything that he does. And we are just, uh, it's just a privilege to be on his side to uh, know that he loves us unconditionally. He, uh, before he chose us, he knew us and um, all the stuff that we would do secretly and all the issues that we would have. And yet he gave us his spirit. Uh, and so we're excited that God has um, made choice of us. And so we're um, talking about, let's get growing, man. We realize that uh, with God, without God, it's impossible to uh, be an authentic man. And but we're realizing that if we look at the life of Jesus and the 33 years he lived on earth and he would uh, point us in the direction where we could become authentic men and that we can not only be a blessing to ourselves, but we can be a blessing to our families. We can be a blessing to our, our uh, communities. We can be a blessing to our, our cities, our nation, and, and ultimately the world. And so that's what it's all about. It's um, we're um, joined up with men's fraternity and looking at the quest for authentic manhood, 33, the series. And we're on day 22. Praise God. Uh, we've been doing this for 22 days uh, at least. And, and we thank God for that opportunity to inspire men to get better and, and, and change the world and, and create uh, the make the world upside down, turn the world upside down rather. rather. And so we are grateful for that. Um, and so we are in um, volume four, session four. Praise God. We invite you for session four. And we're going to do this over again. We want the men to be able to get engaged. Um, we do have our books. Um, uh, you you want to get a book. Uh, it's a book for each volume. And these books are uh, essential to us growing and putting things down on paper. You know, uh, we have to write the vision. We have to write. We have to make a plan on where we want to go. And so um, this helps us. This helps us. And and those that will join me, um, if you cannot afford, they are about 15 bucks. But if you cannot afford them, um, we can we, we're going to make a way that you can um, get this information into your hands and that you can um, actually go through these series together. But, you know, we got these recorded. They're on my Facebook page. They're on uh, Let's Get Growing Man on Facebook as well. Uh, we have the videos on YouTube, just Antoine. And so um, we are making record, praise God, the, uh, so that uh, you can go back and, and get into and get involved. And um, if you are uh, evangelistic, if you are mission-minded, I want you to share these videos, uh, put it out there, get the word out um, that... Um, Hey man, we can we can grow. We can be successful. I know some of the women have been uh, easing on to the broadcast and 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 liking it, and we appreciate you and and sharing it as well. And so we thank God for you um, because you're you're helping um, to get the message out. And and so we we know when Jesus got up out of the grave, uh, two women came to the grave, and and they. 
he visited them and he were they were the first to go out and and share the message that he he was risen praise god and so um women you are very important and we don't we don't um take you for granted praise god and we need you as men um to be the best that we can be so uh we thank god for you so let's get back to to the men um a quest for authentic manhood we're going to go ahead and cue up today's lesson and see what the Lord has to say to us. Praise God. Guys, today we're going to begin getting practical. We're going to give you some insights that will really help you live out our biblical blueprint in your work. Every one of these essentials are grounded in scripture and will bring life to your work. We'll also get a glimpse into the work lives of myself and the other presenters and how we work to apply some of these essentials to our own life. I do project management for a market research company down in Palo Alto. I'm a facilities supervisor for a camp, so I am in charge of all of the maintenance at this camp. What I do, I hang out in Haight Street, Haight and Ashbury, where there's a bunch of kids living out of backpacks, and I spend time with them. I take them out to pancakes and uh, just trying to show them a purpose for their life. I just, I landed the job. I've been uh, close to two years unemployed. It's rewarding. I love working with my hands. I've been involved in construction and in a lot of the trades uh, throughout my life. And it's one of the most rewarding things to do. Well, one of the cool things about this job is that we do acknowledge the fact that people have personal lives. So it's, it's pretty much eight to five. You put in your time and you get to go home kind of deal. I love seeing the finished product and knowing that I was able to do that with my hands. God has created me a certain way. My job enables and empowers me to be who he's created me to be. We're not necessarily living from paycheck to paycheck, but compensation could always be bigger. Um, you know, and since I've been there, I've gotten a couple of uh, merit increases, which, is, which has helped along the way. It's not important to me to make a lot of money. Working for money, that sort of thing, it just, it doesn't appeal to me. So what's frustrating is it never really feels like, you know, you're finished. The client's just really been pouring a lot of new work streams on top of it. And so it doesn't really feel like we've, we're ever going to coast. I mean, a breather every now and then would really be helpful. Some of the trades that I, that I have to do, i.e. plumbing, aren't, aren't some of the funnest things to do. Plumbing, oftentimes you're dealing with messy situations. And in the work that I do, I don't get enough time to be with the people uh, that I want to work with. Often I also feel ill-equipped, understaffed, undereducated for the demands uh, that are out there. Men, today, we want to get real practical. Hopefully, after the past two sessions, 
you are thinking about how you can apply our biblical blueprint to your work. Last session, we introduced you to two men from Scripture who embody our work vision, Nehemiah and Paul. Now we want to give you some foundational principles that will empower you to live out our blueprint. These practices will assist you in being intentional in your work. We call these 10 principles the 10 essentials. We believe that when a man embraces these essentials, it will provide him with more opportunities, broader influence, and greater success in the workplace. They'll make you an asset to your company. But more importantly, you'll begin to live out God's ultimate vision for your work. Let's get started. First, as authentic men, our primary motivation for excelling in our work comes from the gospel. Not money, not success, not because we want to win friends and influence people. Now, of course, all of those are good things that we should pursue, but our primary motivation should come from what Jesus has done for us and how he has transformed us and given us a new mindset. It is the gospel that empowers us to live for him and be difference makers in the world. It is the gospel that inspires us so that we can create and cultivate and be a life-giving presence. This is why the Apostle Paul, in Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, after telling the Roman Christians what God has done for them in the gospel, he makes this amazing conclusion. So, brothers and sisters, since God has shown us great mercy, and guys, by great mercy, Paul means the gospel. I beg you to offer your lives as a living sacrifice to him. Do not be shaped by this world. Instead, be changed within by a new way of thinking. You see, the gospel changes everything. When you believe in Jesus Christ and follow him with your life, it changes how you view people, relationships, time, and money. And it changes how you view your work. No longer is your work a way to gain status or prestige. No longer is your employment just a way to stockpile wealth or buy more stuff or justify your existence. Now you can view your work as a way of worshiping and serving God, as a way of honoring him. If you miss everything else in this session, don't miss the importance of the gospel in your work. It's our most important point because all of the other essentials flow out of this one. Here's essential number two. Do your best and over-deliver in your work. You see, the prevailing mentality for many men is to do just good enough on the job. Just get by. Do as little as possible without getting noticed. Never do more than the client or the boss asks. Never go above and beyond. Just get the job to tolerable so you can clock out and go home. And rather than pursuing excellence, many men stay in the middle of the pack and they settle for good enough. But men, Colossians 3 and 23 tells us to put on our game face and give our best in our work. Here's what it says. In all the work you were doing, work the best you can. Work as if you are doing it for the Lord, not for people. 
You are serving the Lord Christ. Guys, seeing your work primarily as service to the Lord rather than primarily as service to your boss, your company, or your customers is another game changer. It unleashes you to bring a mindset of excellence to your work. And guys, this is a chosen mindset. It does not matter what those around you are doing because you are serving the Lord. And since it's for him, your work ought to be recognized as unusually good, exceeding expectations, and simply outstanding. You can beat deadlines, finish a job under budget, stay an extra hour to make sure a job is done right, or provide extra attention to a customer or client. No matter what you do, you can do your best and go the extra mile. Like Martin Luther King Jr. once said, if a man is called to be a street sweeper, he should sweep streets like Michelangelo painted or Beethoven composed music or Shakespeare wrote poetry. He should sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will pause to say, here lived a great street sweeper who did his job well. I remember my first full-time job and, um, and also being encountered for the first time with this idea of work as worship and that God cared about my Monday through Friday as much as he did my Sunday. And up until then, uh, those were two different universes for me. Um, but I heard a guy teach about work as worship and God caring about my work life. And it really changed. I remember going back to the restaurant and busting it and getting those tomatoes chopped and the plate stacked and just working hard and excellent. So much so that a couple of guys pulled me in the back and asked me to slow down that they were scared I was going to expose them or we wouldn't need as many people. And so that's been huge for me. Uh, it's also helped me when I have a tendency to want to underwork, to remember that God cares about my work, that it's a chance to give him glory and honor out of work hard is under the Lord. It's a good reminder for me that um, I don't get my identity from my work. And so it's been essential to kind of keep me motivated and helps me through very hard seasons when work gets tough uh, and the responsibilities are piled up. It gives me a chance to just breathe and remember that God's God. I'm not. He'll give me feet to walk the path in front of me. And every responsibility, every person I encounter is an opportunity uh, to have a moment of worship and to serve them and be a blessing to them. As I've watched other men, men tend to fall off one side of the cliff or the other. They tend to either be uh, lost and kind of underworking and uh, not just getting by, uh, or a lot of men uh, um, see work as their God. They look to work to give them validation, purpose, and meaning, and so they overwork. And they can never turn it off, and uh, there's no space between them and their work. The third and related essential, become a master in your craft. Guys. This is about discovering your strengths and talents and making a commitment to develop them. It's about becoming great at something, becoming an expert over time. We believe, like Psalm 139 says, that every man is fearfully and wonderfully made and handcrafted by God in the womb of his mother. God authored every man's life and gifted each of us with unique skills, talents, and strengths. Self-awareness is the art of learning what those skills are and then working hard to both own them and develop them. Authentic men are self-aware men, men who either know or are discovering their strengths and weaknesses.
We'll talk some more about the importance of self-awareness in session six. Once you identify your strengths and skills, it's important to nurture and develop them. Find someone who's been doing what you want to do and ask them to mentor you. Read and study your field of expertise and practice, practice, practice so you can get better at what it is you get paid to do. Proverbs 22 and 29 says this. Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. The point of this proverb is that those who become exceptionally skillful in what they do will be sought out for their expertise and will have a great influence. So whether you're a photographer, a dentist, a home builder, or a tax attorney, become an expert, someone who's known for the quality of their work. It will most likely expand your platform of influence. Here's our fourth essential. Work well with others. In order to truly win in your work, you got to be a team player and be committed to seeing others around you win. Those who work under you, those who work beside you, and those who work over you. You see, an authentic man values we over me. With his coworkers and employees, he has a heart of a servant leader. They feel valued by him as a person. They feel encouraged by him. They look forward to his presence rather than his absence. He takes a personal interest in them, and he's intentional to help coworkers and employees excel. His employees are more than just dollar signs or skill sets to him. They are people made in the image of God. And he desires that everyone reach their full potential and excel, even at times at his own expense or even when he needs to speak hard truths to an employee. And he's not threatened by the successes or talents of others. In fact, he recognizes the accomplishments of his coworkers and employees, both privately and publicly. An authentic man also works well with his boss or bosses. He's responsive to leadership. He executes their plans. He earns their trust. Listen to how Proverbs 25 and verse 13 puts it. Trustworthy messengers refresh like snow in summer. They revive the spirit of their employer. Guys, when you are a trustworthy employee, you breathe life into your boss and the organization. Listen to Tears as he shares more on the importance of working well with others. One of the things that I've learned about life and especially about work is that uh, all of us are way smarter than any one of us. I think it's uh, just a great value to hear from different opinions. Uh, I love that synergy. Uh, one of the things that uh, General Patton said is that if, if all of us are thinking the same thing, then somebody's not thinking. And so I like to create an environment where uh, people feel like their opinion is valuable and uh, where they can ask anything, where they can say anything. Uh, one of the things about working as a team is that questions are not questioning your authority. I want people to ask questions because they care. I've discovered that um, a little bit of uh, respect goes a long way. And so uh, the people that are working for you, especially, and the people that are working with you, your same level, just pointing out some things they're doing well. I mean, they kind of, you know, they, they stand straight or they walk straight or they feel like, you know, I'm on the right track. 
And what it does is it makes everybody better uh, just when you value uh, them and respect them. If you don't see the value of team and uh, working with people and encouraging people, uh, what can happen is people feel devalued over time. I mean, as a leader, especially, if you call a meeting and you're habitually late, people begin to feel like you as a leader uh, just doesn't see their time as being valuable. And so uh, uh, what happens is over time, uh, you begin to kind of isolate yourself to where you're the idea guy and you come in and, and they just uh, are, are, are kind of like your minions to do what you want them to do. A lot of times guys prefer to work in isolation, uh, probably out of insecurity. It's just an unhealthy environment because you don't have the benefit of different perspectives to take your idea and look at it in all different ways before you go public with it. You don't have any team buy-in because it's not their idea, it's still your idea. And so not exercising uh, this essential of team uh, is really, uh, uh, it hurts you, it hurts the team, it hurts the project. I've always thought that uh, servant leadership as modeled by Jesus is what we all need to aspire to. Uh, and I think uh, you, can, uh, you can really identify a true servant, not by the way they treat their superiors. I mean, hey, let's face it, it, it's easy to kiss up to the guy who writes the checks and hands out the promotions. But you can tell a true servant by the way they treat their servants, by the way they respect them, by the way they lead them. Here's essential practice number five. Don't be surprised by resistance. Push through, work hard, and trust God. An authentic man views his work biblically and realistically. And this includes the fact that work, even at its best, is flawed and marked by brokenness. Way back in Genesis chapter 3, when man sinned for the very first time, everything became broken, including work. Now, resistance is a reality in our world. There seem to be forces working against us to frustrate our efforts to create and work hard. Jesus himself told us that this would be the case. We see in John 16, in some of his final words to his disciples, Jesus said this, in the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. It's important for authentic man to prepare for the daily war of work. There will be challenges and obstacles. There will be days, projects, and opportunities that do not come easy and require guts, willpower, courage, strength, and a lot of faith. You'll have to work in some circumstances that are less than ideal. Authentic men anticipate this resistance and put on their warrior face. They man up and press through the tough times, tough assignments, and tough seasons. Authentic men are willing to play hurt. They're willing to play it where it lies. They're willing to fight even when they're scared. As we're living out our blueprint for work, we must remember that it will always involve pushing through and overcoming resistance along the way. Our sixth essential is this, bring integrity to the workplace. This may be a common mantra or easy to say, but it isn't always easy to do. Integrity is the foundation on which everything rests for authentic men. Integrity is a cord of many strings and includes things like honesty with time and money, avoiding white lies, hard work, respect toward others, and faithfulness. 
Oftentimes, it means just doing the little things well, whether it's an expense report, how you interact with female coworkers, what you do with company money, or a promise to a customer. There are multiple opportunities daily to add to your reputation of integrity or to destroy it. Will Rogers once said that it takes a lifetime to build a reputation, but you can lose it in a minute. And that is especially true when it comes to men at work. A cut corner, a lie, something funny with the money or an inappropriate comment can crush a man's professional reputation in a moment. On your job, you need to set the pace for integrity in the workplace. You be the man who respects company hours, who doesn't lie on his resume or abuse company policy, who doesn't exaggerate or manipulate in order to close a deal. Proverbs 10 and verse 9 says that whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. Guys, if you lack integrity in the workplace. You'll either get exposed or live in constant fear of exposure. But if you know that you've worked with integrity and haven't compromised, it has a way of giving confidence to a man. The peace and security that come from walking with integrity is life-giving to his soul and is essential to living out God's vision for our work. Just the other day, I had a chance to sit down and share the importance of integrity in the workplace. Integrity is one of those things that's so important to who we are. I remember as a young man growing up, my dad would always speak to me about keeping my word, honoring my commitment. And then when I got in the workplace, I began to realize it's so essential for you to always speak the truth, tell the truth, honor your word. The challenge with integrity is that every day in the workplace, a man is tested with his integrity, whether it's in a meeting trying to fudge the reports so that they match uh, what he desires it to be, whether it's spinning his presentation to a client. I mean, every single day that a man goes to work, he faces the challenge of being a man of integrity. For most men, it's easy for us to kind of segment our lives, be one person at home, be another person at work. But integrity means I'm the same person. My values, my honesty, my character, they're the same regardless of the situation regardless of the outcomes, even when it affects me negatively. I remember an occasion when I started a job and my boss asked me, he asked me that I make this phone call to another employee to make sure they were at this meeting. When he asked me, I was under pressure. I lied and said, yes. My boss looked at me in my eyes and said, listen, don't you cause me to question your integrity. I felt so small because I got caught in a lie with my boss. And it was that moment that kind of helped me to understand how crucial my integrity was. Because when I don't have integrity, I don't have anything else. And as a boss, as a supervisor now with people working for me, I realize and recognize that I need people around me I can trust. One of the things I'm constantly faced with is not only hiring individuals, but also assessing their, their value and their performance. And so many times when we do that, a lot of men, we put a whole lot of emphasis into the performance. Can I get it done? What's my ability? What's my intelligence? What kind of degrees do I have? But more important than your degrees, more important than your experience is your integrity. I would choose a man 
that didn't have as many skills, didn't have as many abilities that I could trust rather than the one who had all the skills, all the abilities, but no integrity. Integrity is the number one factor determining one's success when it comes to the workplace. If you don't have integrity, you don't have anything else because nothing else matters outside of that. Here's another essential that will help you live our blueprint. Remember that healthy ambition can be a good thing. Ambition is a tricky issue. It creates a tension in a man's heart that must be balanced. You see, when it comes to ambition, every man's heart can be tempted toward a deep, dark pride and narcissism. This is an ambition that is the striving for things like fame, wealth, or approval. It is a deep worship of self and the desire to promote self. Narcissus, from whom we get the word narcissism, was a character from Greek mythology who caught a reflection of himself in a pool of water. He was overwhelmed by his own beauty and magnificence and could not stop staring at himself. He was in awe of himself. Unhealthy ambition is driven by a similar kind of self-worship, always seeing the world as your stage and yourself as the hero. Now, there's also another extreme to avoid when it comes to ambition, and that's killing ambition and resting in mediocrity. Guys will often do this for two reasons. Either they're passive and afraid to take risks, or they have an unhealthy view of ambition, mistakenly believing that any ambition is a bad thing. But men, a godly, redeemed ambition should be our goal. As authentic men, we should desire to do great rather than average things for the glory of God, like being a great rather than an average servant leader, a great rather than an average single man. We should strive to be a great worker, a great husband, or a great father. Redeemed ambition seeks greatness in life, not as an end, but as a means to an end to ultimately reflect God and bring glory to him. Just like the moon has no source of light and is simply a reflection of the sun, our lives and the great things about our lives should simply magnify God and point others to him. So dream big, work hard, and be great, and do it all for the glory of God. As Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Here's number eight. Go find the information you need to excel in the workplace. It's important for authentic men to own the responsibility to go get what they need to excel at work. They must own the reality that they are responsible for their own professional growth and development. Too many men default into thinking that someone else, a boss or a company, should be growing and developing them. Some of that may happen in a healthy workplace, but authentic men do not simply wait, hope, and react to development opportunities. Authentic men go get the help they need to grow in their work. They find the conferences, read the books, do the research, find the mentors, and find the coaches that will help them grow in their occupation. Listen to me. Men, you can't afford to sit around and count on someone else to do that for you. 
You're the CEO of your own professional development. Go get the information you need. Authentic men are learners and hunger for growth in every area of their life, including their work life. Here's our ninth essential. If possible, pursue a job that you can enjoy, are good at, and that will adequately provide. It's often important to be reminded as a man that there are more jobs out there than the one I have. If I don't like what I'm doing, I can go get another job or enter into another field. As simple as that sounds, most of us as men need to hear it. Sometimes men get stuck and simply need permission to find a new job. You have permission. Feel free to explore what else is out there. Just last session, we saw Nehemiah make a job change that freed him to an entirely new vision for his work life. If at the end of most days and most weeks, there is not joy in your work, you probably need to begin praying about and taking some action steps to find something else to do. Find something else that's more meaningful to you or better utilizes your skill set. It takes courage to pursue change and transition. But too many men spend way too much of their lives investing time in a career that does not fulfill them. In a job that does not play to their strengths, is not enjoyable, or does not pay enough money to provide for their families. The best combination is a job you enjoy, are good at, and can make enough money doing. You may not find that right away. And there may be seasons when you have to take a job that is not very enjoyable or that just puts food on the table. But authentic men look for the right job fit. They're willing to make courageous adjustments. Here's our final essential. Rest and celebrate. It is crucial for authentic men to develop a rhythm of hard work on the one hand and rest and celebration on the other. In fact, that's how we were designed to live. Listen to how one productivity expert put it. Human beings are not designed to run like computers at high speeds continuously for long periods of time. When we try to mimic the machines we're meant to run, they end up running us. In fact, we're designed to pulse. Our most basic survival need is to spend and renew energy. We're hardwired to make waves, to be alert during the day and to sleep at night, but also to work at high intensity for limited periods of time and then rest and refuel. Instead, most of us lead increasingly linear lives, forever spending down our energy without fully or effectively renewing it. Men, God himself set the example and modeled rest for us in the creation story found in Genesis 1 and 2. After six days of work, he rested on the seventh day. In the New Testament, we also see Jesus getting away from his work and the crowds to rest and be alone. We also saw in the last session how Nehemiah took some time to rest and celebrate. Now, of course, some men struggle with laziness and not working hard enough. Other men struggle to turn work off and rest. An authentic man works hard, but knows when to turn work off. 
He knows when to prioritize family time, rest time, and play time. He balances the tension between work and rest. Days off, weekends, and vacations matter. They help us endure and thrive for the marathon of a lifelong career. A healthy pace is also the wisest path to productivity. God has designed us to flourish and excel in life. Regular rhythms of work and rest encourage this. Well, guys, in this talk, we've given you 10 essentials that will help you to live out our biblical blueprint. 10 ways authentic men go to work. Authentic men are motivated by the gospel. They give their best. They master their craft. They work well with others and push through resistance. Authentic men bring integrity to the workplace. They have healthy ambition. They go get the information they need. They pursue a good job fit and they rest and celebrate. We've given you a number of practical things that are going to help you live out the blueprint. But remember where we began the session with the first and foremost essential, and that is being motivated by the gospel. Guys, that's where it all begins. It's grounded in the gospel. Now, in your training guide, you'll find a summary of those 10 essentials with some bullet points that will help you apply each one. Hey, as you heard those 10 essentials, which ones really resonated with you? Which ones should you choose as your strategic moves from this session? Be sure to write those down in your training guide. Now, in the next session, we're going to flip it around and talk to you about things that you should avoid. Things that can not only distract you, but can also flat out take you down. We're going to look at work traps. When our work doesn't meet our expectations, we can easily give in to disappointment, bitterness, and cynicism. A great danger happens when you put work at the center of your life rather than God. My life, my marriage, my family, I lost everything. Materialism won't satisfy. Show me a man covered in debt, and I'll show you a man in shackles. Work should be a part of every season of every man's life, whether he's paid or not. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hey guys, I got this. I got the 10 essentials to living out a biblical work life. If you would like a copy of these uh, 10 essentials, uh, please DM me and, and I'll, I'll get that over to you. Um, like I said, we you want to get these, um, these books um, and these training guides. They, they are very powerful. They, they, they have some extra um, ingredients in there to help us make some better decisions to really hone in into what God is saying to us. Um, through this quest for authentic manhood. Um, it's very exciting. It's very challenging, and, and but it's very necessary. If we want to grow in our workplace, if we want to um, be counted as men of integrity, if we want to lead the way 
for the next generation that says, hey, this is how uh, Antoine was doing his work and, and this is what he left behind and, and we can follow his footsteps and, and do something meaningful. And so that's what it's really all about. Um, and so I'm excited about it. Um, I'm willing to share um, what I have. I purchased this um, this series in, in the Quest for Authentic Manhood, the 33, the series. I purchased it because I knew that this word need to get out, you know, and, and it's not about me or anything like that. It's, it's really doing it as unto the Lord. You know, the Lord has placed it on my heart to do it. And so therefore I, I do it, you know, waking up every day early so that we can get on a live, you know, during the week. And uh, I got a lot of things going on and I'm excited about each and every one of them. And uh, I believe that, if I do it heartily enough and if I continue to press on and if I if I get good at these lives, you know, which I get I get nervous and and and, and being videoed and all that kind of stuff. It's just a new thing. I'm I'm not used to living out loud, but I'm starting in this season of my life to live out loud and to share some things that God has placed on my heart and and to give opportunities to those that will will latch on, you know, and, and take take the advice and take the things that I know um, that God has blessed me to understand and some of the things that I don't know, you know, and, and realize that, you know, hey, I fail, I falter, I come up short, but I stay in the I stay in the game. I stay in the fight, you know, um, being a, a business owner is is more than a notion, you know, we have some good days, we have some bad days, um, but like, you know, they talked about, we got to press through um, adversities and, and trials and tribulations and, and, and just keep moving. When you know that God is on your side, you know, guys, we can't do this authentic manhood and become authentic men without a relationship with God. We have to have a relationship with him. And, and it's not a hard thing. You know, we, you know, sometimes um, churches mystify it and make it seem like you got to be all this or that, or uh, if you mess up, you're doomed and this, that, and the other. It's not the case. Um, so uh, one of the things that I, I, train and teach people that, you know, when God makes a choice of you, he does the choosing, right? Um, so the Bible clearly talks about that we can't make a choice for God. We can't choose God. God has to choose us. And then once God chooses us, then we can choose God. You believe that? <laughs> well, let me tell you, Jesus said this. He says, I have, you have not chosen me. I have chosen you, right? Um, the Bible also says no man can come unto God, but through Jesus and no one can come to Jesus except they be drawn. And so God has to draw us to him. No one can say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. And so the Holy Ghost has to give you that inspiration and God has to give you the Holy Ghost to even give you the mind to say, you know what? I need God in my life. And so if you made the decision to come to Jesus and invite him into your life, that's a God thing. And God has made choice in you. And I like the scripture that says he that begun a good work in you shall perform it into the appearing of Jesus Christ. 
And so God says, hey, if I started this thing, I'm going to finish it. You know, I remember when I was praying one day, God said, initiate it. And I said, initiate it, God. What, what, what does that mean? He said, I initiated this love relationship with you. God was saying that I got this thing started. I know what I'm doing. You didn't choose me. I chose you. And so when you realize that you've been chosen by God, handpicked by God, and he has said yes to you, then you can keep on going in spite of the opposition, right? Because you're going to have opposition in spite of the um, the falters and the failures that we, we have in our lives, despite of the issues that we have in our life. He didn't stop at my issues. He didn't stop because I was going to, you know, have three divorces. You know, he didn't stop. And choosing me um, and making choice and giving me his spirit because he knew all my falters. He knew my frailties. He knew all the things that I was going to be uh, entangled in. Right. Um, but he he said yes to me. And if he has said yes to you, I want you to join this quest for authentic manhood with me. I want you to help me get the word out. I want you to share it. I want you to like it. I want you to I want you to put it out there so people can see. And it is not about you. It's about God. It's about doing the work for the Lord. And when you do that, you can get satisfaction. You know, this going through this series with you, um, with the viewers in live, you know, it's it, it has been a blessing, you know, because I, I see where God has taken me and what he's brought me from. And then it's been a challenge because I see some things that I need to do right and, and cultivate and, and stay on top of and and and, and get over. <laughs> right. And so it's, it's, it's a blessing. It's a blessing because I know God wants me to be better and I want to be better. And if you want to be better and you want to do the right things and you want that's what God needs. That's why we need God in our lives, because he assists us every step of the way. OK, I'm going to give you this last scripture uh, and then I'm going to let you go. It talks about if you are heavy laden and burdened, Jesus said, come. And he says, come and I'll give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And see, the yoke is the Holy Spirit. God says, take my Holy Spirit that I'm going to give to you once you accept me into your life. First, you got to come. And when you come, he says, I will on no wise cast you out, right? He ain't going to push us away. He's not going to deny us. He's going to no wise cast us out. And then he says, take my yoke, take my spirit upon you. And then I'm going to lead you. I'm, I'm going to give you rest and I'm going to lead you into all truth. And so that's what God does for us. He, 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 he doesn't expect for us to do it all by ourselves. The anointing means God's ability to do something that you could not do. And I believe to be an authentic man, right, which he's calling us to be, we need the Holy Spirit. And that's why it's his dispensation, his hour, his time to help us be the men that God is calling us to be. This is just Antoine. I'm excited. I'm elated to be a part of your life. I'll see you at the top. Bye for now.